0: Before we get started today, we have a sponsor, and that is the Hasty Rescue Strap. The Hasty Rescue Strap is a game-changing rapid intervention tool intended to quickly package a downed firefighter in a makeshift harness without the need to adjust the SCBA waist belt and provides fixed handles for dragging, lifting, or hoisting. It's available now for pre-order at www.hastyfireproducts.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This will be episode number 38 of the Tip of the Spear Leadership Podcast. Today, I have Eric Wheaton with me from the Winter Park Fire Department, and he is also one of the guys behind VenenterSearch.com. Eric, thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited about it. Always uh, enjoy the opportunity to, you to know, talk with another firefighter about fire stuff, man.
0: Looking forward to it. It's fun talking fireman stuff and, you know- kind of just like sitting at the firehouse, you know, in your morning, doing your thing, or, I mean, you could probably attest to this too, talking to other guys that are in the fire department. It's easy to talk to them. You know, it's easy to talk fire department stuff and, you know, tall tales, fish tales, they're all fun, you know, and, uh, that's kind of how we're going today. It's not so many of the tall tales or the fish tales, just a nice, easy discussion. And, you know, looking through your social media, I came across you. And, um, one of the things that I found was, uh, you're kind of talking about this book that you call, uh, the book of mentors. So I want to talk about that and, uh, you can just give everybody a quick introduction to who you are. Uh, we'll get into the book and, uh, you know, the Genesis of it and, you know, why you started who's in it and, and all that. And we'll kind of move forward. So, you know, please give everybody an introduction to who you are.
1: Awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, my name's Eric Wheaton. I, uh, I'm a company officer, uh, Lieutenant rank at the uh, city of winter park. We border North end of downtown Orlando and central Florida. Um, I'm coming up to my uh, 17th year on the job. Uh, been a company officer since 2018. Um, been, uh, been involved with our truck company program pretty much since I've been hired. Um, you know, that's kind of my bread and butter, um, is, is the truck company operation side, uh, second generation winter park fireman. Uh, my father, uh, retired there. Uh, it's been let's see, it's close to getting close to ten years now. He uh, he had thirty years on the job. Um, my father-in-law, I married the battalion chief's daughter. Uh, he had he had thirty-six years there too as well. So I kind of you know born and raised uh, in that fire department. Some of the guys that you know when I was born that that you know, knew me some from birth are still working with me. So it's kind of cool. There's a few Shatler still hanging on. Um, And then, uh, yeah, uh, like you mentioned, Air Search, um, that was started uh, by, you know, two guys, uh, one Orlando guy, Jeff Pons, and another Winter Park guy who ultimately retired was our uh, division chief of training, Jim Walsh, who really was the one who took took it and ran with it for many, many years. You know, the the site's been around coming up to uh, like we just were speaking about about 20 years here coming up. Um, got involved, uh, obviously being around my department or that website coming out of my department, you know, got, got heavily involved with that in the, um, you know, around 20, uh, 2012 and, uh, you know, worked with Walsh kind of behind the scenes and, and ultimately, uh, got into some hands-on stuff. You know, the, the website was never, um, was never meant to be about training or a training company. I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that was never on those guys' minds. It was basically, um fill in a void where, you know, firefighters, you know, from across the country and more kind of locally, I guess, but ultimately it spread across the country, Were looking for a place to go to get more information and things like that. There was nothing really around besides, you know, waiting for your monthly magazines. So that's, that's where the idea started. And again, had nothing to do with training companies or anything like that. And it just, you know, about 10 years of being a website, they uh, started getting organically asked, you know, hey, would you come do uh, a lecture? Would you come do a hands-on class? And that's where um, I believe it was 2013 was our first hands-on program that we ran under the thinner uh, search umbrella, and it's uh, you know grown since then. Um, Jim Walsh um, unfortunately had to medically retire in 2017, so um, you know actually a week before that that his uh, medical problem he, uh, he had a stroke. He's been on a couple of podcasts talking about it. He had a stroke on duty, but a week before his stroke, he was, um, he was grooming to be our next fire chief. And it's basically like, Hey man, I got to give the website up to, uh, to you because, you know, I got to have, you know, be so hundred percent focused on the department now. And, uh, we literally a week to the day we had a meeting and he was, he was giving me the reins of inner search. And, um, you know, that's basically how I kind of took it over fully. And, and i uh, yeah, I've been running with it ever since. So um, it's been a, it's been a blessing to to definitely be involved with that and has highly influenced my department and, and, and myself personally. So
0: fantastic. Do you think do you think he was a mentor to you? Do you think he, he kind of mentored you to get, get you from you know being part of the company and part of Venitor Search to being able to take the reins over and get it to where it is now?
1: For sure. I mean, if I had to literally, you know, we're, we're getting to the book of mentors and I got, you know, dozens and dozens of, of firemen um, listed in that book right now. And if I, if I literally had to pick one person out of all that, it for sure, no questions asked has been, um, you know, Chief Jim Walsh, um, the founder of Inner Search. I mean, that guy pushed me. Um, he, got me out of my comfort zone um both uh in in my own department as well as um you know outside the department you know starting off as a as a young fire firefighter in a small department you know getting out on the teaching circuit around the country you know those those are some uncomfortable some uncomfortable moments in my career and and to have his guidance and his and lead by example um for sure. Um, he's been a, a massive mentor. And still to this day, you know, unfortunately, I, we live about an hour away from each other. He's got, you know, a little bit younger kids, older than mine, but, and I got, you know, three young kids. So it's, sure. you know, I don't chat with him and, and visit him as much as I like to, but, you know, it's one of those buddies that, you, you know, we, we call each other and it's like we never even, you know, we never stop talking. Right. So a huge mentor of mine um, and a mentor to a lot of people that are probably going to be listening to this podcast and knows very well. If, uh, of him. So.
0: Yeah, and you can just pick right up where you left off. It's almost like you just saw him last week, even though you haven't seen him in a year. Correct. Um, you know, again, because mentors can have those effect on people. I, I think, you know, just like when you're a kid growing up, you have mentors like a, like a coach or a teacher or, you know, an older, you know, someone a little bit older than you, a couple grades ahead of you, a teammate, uh, the captain of one of your you know I don't know your football team hockey team whatever it is you know you're going to find people that you're going to look up to and, and I think over time with those mentors you take things away good and bad um away from them and that and that I think sends you on your trajectory to whatever you know your purpose in your life is whether it's in the fire service whether you're an officer whether you're just a senior firefighter and you know you, there's a lot of there's a long road of people that influence that um so you have a book coming out called, uh, the book of mentors. We talked a little bit about this, um, before the recording. So I want to get into the book of mentors kind of, um, you know, what it is, who's in it, why they're in it. Um, and, uh, we'll go, we'll go from there and, uh, floor is yours, sir.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll I'll kind of start by, preface a few things. Um, you know, it, I don't want, I don't want the the title to be mis- misleading. It's not, you know, something I'm building that's going to read like a book that I'm going to get a publisher and things like that. It's, it's really going to be a free document that I'm going to put online that, um, I just felt it was so important for the fire service. Um, you know, one, cause I feel it was important for, you know, people closest to me in my own, my own fire department. But then, you know, I, I kind of quickly realized that the, the the American fire service could use something like this. Um, and then, um, basically, where it started was uh, uh, early on in my career, uh, working for a very small department. I um, be it small, um, however, it's very desired. Department to work for in the state. Um, and what that creates is a, a massive uh, retention rate, like extremely out of this world retention rate. Like, I don't know another fire department that has a retention rate as, as well as we do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for an example, we haven't lost somebody to another fire department coming up to 19 years. Um, you know, we've had people leave, go do real estate or go do another career, but like to leave us to go to another fire department, it's been, you know, close to two decades. And, um, what that creates is huge generational gaps. So when I got hired, um, you know, I got hired in, in the early 2000 or mid two thousands. And, and, uh, you know, I was working with guys that were still, that got hired on in the seventies. Right. And, you know, and, and, these guys uh, were old school and, and you know, kind of a little bit different flow and culture that there is today in the fire service. But, um, and I think it was the next youngest guy to me actually on my shift was 10 years older than me. So I started pretty young. And um, so where I'm building all this up is, you know, I was, there wasn't somebody really close to me and at least my age and my, my generation that I could kind of bounce some things off or, or ask for advice for. And I felt, I, I kind of found it a little difficult and a little uncomfortable to find that senior man or like that mentor that I was really, uh, thought I was going to just walk into the door and find, especially knowing these guys, most of these guys that, uh, my whole life, you know, cause I've mentioned that sure. second generation firemen there. And, um, there were, there were definitely a few, I mean, Jim Walsh definitely was one of them. Um, my little truck Lieutenant at the time, he was one. Um, but there was nothing like, I was still wanting more, you know? And, uh, so my first year on, I decided to attend a local fire conference called the Orlando fire conference still running today, by the way. Um, and, uh, that's where I got exposed for the first time to the American fire service outside my Warner park bubble and was completely blown away. I had no idea. All I knew was Warner park fire, Department, I had no idea any of this existed. I didn't know people like this existed. These, these guys that would travel around teaching and, And, um, so I quickly kind of grasped some of the, you know, some of the guys that everyone's going to know, the Mike Champos, the Ray McCormacks, you know, um, those guys were, were traveling down to Florida and doing classes and, and, you know, I basically latched on to them and, and decided to, uh, to kind of soak up all their, all their offerings that they were going to give me, you know, even after class, I would hang out, drink a beers with champ in the back of a pickup truck. And he's showing me how to force the door with, you know, one or two other young guys that were kind of helping out. Um, and then, uh, you know, I just started traveling, doing a bunch of conferences as a student like that. And, uh, I would go back home to my own fire department and I'd be like, you know, Hey guys, uh, I went, you know, the other day to this conference and, you know, whatever state or whatever city and, and, you know, Hey, this guy, Mike Champo, you know, show me how to force this door. And they'd be like, who's that, you know, or, or who are you? Like, what do you know? Like, Hey dude, I'm just telling you what this guy showed me. And then, you know, I, I just name drop a few people and these people had no idea. They'd never seen them. They never read an article. I was getting pretty frustrated. Cause I was like, dude, these are like, Like how you talk about football on Sunday and you're naming all these guys and these stats and and all this stuff, which is fine. But you can't even say this this type of stuff in your own own career. Like I was just I was so mind blown by that and kind of actually a little disgusted. And what really set me off was um, I found a pretty cool uh, video online. I mean, several I, I, I probably was on the job, you know, seven, eight years by now. And I found a good uh, video online that I wanted to show my department. Of Bill Gustin doing some engine company operations. So I just sat down in the day room and I'm like, "Hey, let's. I want to show you guys this video, and then maybe we can go out in the parking lot here and and do some stretching." And I remember vividly somebody uh, was like, "Who is this old guy?" And I like I paused the TV. I was so upset with this guy, and I just was like laid into him, I'm like, "Dude, this guy's got almost at the time, you know, this guy's almost got 40 years." in the largest department in Florida. And he had no idea who this guy was, Bill Gustin. I'm like, Bill Gustin, dude, he's like written so many articles. He's been involved with the fire service, like as a student for so many years, decades and decades. It's like, how could you not know? And then, you know, I got heavily involved with our uh, probationary classes and things like that. And I, it was always in the back of my head with all these experiences. And like, I would go out and I would meet all these people or, or see these people online and read the articles. And it's like, I wanted something for my own department. And uh, I really wanted something when you walk in the door at the Winter Park Fire Department and you go through your POBE, um weeks that, you know, the training that we basically bring you up from minimum standards. And, and we give you a booklet and things like that, uh, that shows you um, some of our SOGs and your, your yearly requirements and all that. And I'm like, well, I want a book of mentors. I want to hand these guys when they walk in the door, Here's people you should know, you should look up. You should, if you're active on social media, you should follow them on social media. If you attend conferences, these are the people you need to start um, attending their classes, uh, reading articles, videos, all that stuff. Here's the book. I've done all the legwork for you. Here's a, I'll even throw a photo of the guy in there. Um, I'll write a few high points of, of kind of the genre that they're in and, and then what what they did to influence me. Um, what they did to become a mentor to me, whether it be directly, meaning these guys are really close friends and I can call them on a on a moment's notice, or indirectly, you know, they just have a presence with them at conferences and and online spaces that I may not had a direct relationship or direct interaction with, but you know, I kind of see what they're doing and I know I can kind of turn to them for a little bit of information. So, you know, that's basically the long story of how this book. Became about and 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 the work that I'm putting into it and, and why and ultimately my own agency. But then you know I know it would be beneficial for the American Fire Service. So I kind of put it out publicly that that I was building this book.
0: Yeah, I, you know, and I think that's a that's rooted in a very good thing. Um, you saw what you perceived. I mean, again, I wasn't there for that, but you, you what you perceived as a void in your department uh sounds more so like uh in your company because obviously that's gonna where you're you're gonna see any deficiencies or you're gonna do your trial and error runs of stuff in your company on your shift. I mean that's I would assume that's where you probably see it first. And you saw something, you're like, hey this is something that needs to be fixed. And you know, you talked about um one of the guys sitting on the back of a truck with you talking about forcing a door. You talked about you know, the different things, um, different people in your book are doing is for the greater good of the fire service. And, and I think where people start to get lost and, and I think, and follow me on this, cause I, I think you're going to tie this together for them where I think it gets lost and antiquated maybe is people get so stuck up on names like this, you know, I'm not going to name drop somebody, but bill, the engine guy, like he's the man, he, his name Everyone knows who he is. He writes a ton of articles and people like get drawn to it for the name. And I think sometimes the message gets lost on it. Right. And they never intended that. They weren't like planning on blowing up, getting popular. And then, you know, you hear their name and you look at their name on social media when it's attached to different articles, posts, or subjects. And they have 10,000 likes a million followers, like all that is a a, 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 testament to their hard work and how it's paid off. But in its organic nature, their job is just to teach and be better and, and, and teach you things that, you know, you may not know, or they wish they knew back then. And, you know, um, I'm sure you've heard of the book of Andy Fredericks. That's not a book. It's a collection of articles that stopped obviously, because ultimately he died on nine eleven. And, um, you know, It's a collection of it to say, to say, here's all this information of engine company work and water and all that firefighting, you know, at the basic level or at the engine company level, here it is, boom, there you go. Yours is similar, except yours is just a matter of, you know, who who influenced me, why, and what specifically they influenced me with to make me better. And now you're what you're doing with yours is to do the exact same thing. So it's almost kind of like those popular people that you have in your book, you know, you're kind of being that guy for your department by putting all this together and saying, This is what helped me. Here you go. This is stuff I didn't know when I was as you said, you know, you're gonna give it to your newer guys. These are things I never know and I had to come across it. Now I've done the work. I know this is the stuff that significantly influenced me. Here it is. And then kind of three six, full circle, you're now kind of being a good mentor for somebody else by providing them with, with, um, information, they can stay engaged, have a resource list they can reference. and And I think it's really awesome stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I definitely have some well-known names in here and then I'm going to have names in here that uh nobody really knows outside my own fire department you know um yeah. some of these guys are my friends like really close friends some of them acquaintances and some of them you know i, I probably have never even met or will even have an opportunity to meet um uh, but yeah like you said it's 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 you know i didn't want to make it a popularity book um, sure. there's going to be some popular guys that, you know, are kind of travel around a lot. You can pretty much find them at every conference and see them in every magazine. Um, but I've had some positive interactions with them that sh- helped, sure. shape my career. you know, I've taken a piece of, of every one of these guys. I think, uh, I just looked, I think I'm up to like 61, 61 uh, firemen in the, um, in the book right now. And, you know, that's 61 people that I've basically taken, uh you know, a, a, a range of, of things from, to basically shape me into, uh, into the firefighter that I want to, I want to be. And I, and ultimately the company officer that I want to be, you know, whether it was good or bad things and in all genres too, you know, I'm a truck company lieutenant, but you know, I, I was, I was joking when I was kind of going through this to myself, as I'm reading, reading these names and kind of the genres or what they're more known for. And I'm like, hell, I got more engine company, um, guys in here than I do do truck. And, um, you know, it just, there are a lot yeah. of good guys in here and, um, a lot of good leaders. And, and I think it's, I think, like I said, the fire service needs something like this. I think it'd be kind of cool to have it in a collective thing. And once it's out and, um, I'm putting no pressure on myself to have a deadline. I like to have it out by the first of the year, but all coming up, I got, you know, a lot of things going on, at top, but, um, you know, this is a foundation for anyone to take and they can add and subtract if they want to give this to their probies or, or their there are people they know, or they want to re-edit it, and, and it's going to be a free game for anyone to change, delete people, add people. You know, it's it's going to be a working document that once it's out, I basically just kind of laid the foundation, and, and anybody can kind of run with it. I don't, I don't care. You know.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. And you know, you probably have a lot of engine guys in there because it's it's the backbone of the fire service. Can't go out without them. I, I work on an engine. I just wanted to kind of toss that little joke in there, yeah. Um, but I think. You know, I think you do have a very valid point, and, and you know, it's good that you're not putting a time frame on it because you want it to be, you want it to come out and be done right rather than be done for a deadline. Um, but you're within that window, and you know, and that's why I wanted to bring you on here and talk about this. I think it's going to have a very good uh, impact in the fire service. Um, so, specifically with leadership, you know, because this is a podcast about leadership, and as we talked about before um, the recording uh off camera before we record I don't have to say that, but you know what I'm saying. Um we talked about how, you know, every foundation has a brick, right? And every brick is important for the foundation's structure strength. You, you know, you take one away and you start, you know, taking away the strength of the foundation and the integrity of the entire household. The household is a, you know, metaphor for your fire service career and your leadership career. Um so, you know, again You start with a foundation. You don't start by putting the roof on the house. So um, out of the people that are on your book, I want to talk about, you know, probably I think whoever are the two most impactful officers or leaders. They don't have to be officers, leaders, because you don't have to be an officer to be a leader. I want to talk about one or two of them that are are the most impactful to you and why. um, and, And kind of one of, you know, some of the things that you've learned from them and how you apply it to your, you know, Daily life as as a as a, as a uh, truck officer. That's gonna be <laughs> tough. <laughs> we'll
1: be start,
0: pick pick the most influential. Yeah. We'll start with that. Maybe I gave you a little too much. Sure, I apologize. Sure. I mean, you know,
1: Jim Walshigan would probably have to be at the top there. Um, you know, when I got hired, he was our training captain, then got promoted quickly on uh, quickly after that to division chief of training and health and safety, and. um, man I'll just start with him right there and um, that guy has uh pushed me uh into some uncomfortable zones in my own fire department and my teaching and get myself out there and uh laid gave me opportunity brought me in into the Venter search you know kind of realm and 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 as far as the website goes and the company and like taught me all that it just um i basically the way he did training for us the realism the consistency our training was at the at the time when he was our training chief you know i'm heavily involved with the training today hence why we had to reschedule this podcast sure 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 training coming up but um how i design classes now i mean all that is related to him as far as being a leader on on a truck company, you know, he 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 was brought up through the truck company as well. Big big truck company guy. Obviously, starting the dinner search website. Um, you know how to just how to interact with people and and all that stuff. I mean, that guy, that guy for sure. I can't say enough good things about Jim Walsh and and what he's done to me, um, inside my own department and outside um another one right off the bat you know would be a uh, very well known name but uh, again I'm trying to name drop but he's just been, um, personally been a huge mentor of mine um i mean you know he like watches my kids when we're out of town and everything but um and and i know his family and just uh mike champo has been um i'll show you a, i'll share you a personal story i started dabbling into it early on in in the recording here but um you yeah, know, I was a pretty lost young fireman looking for something. I really kind of probably at the time didn't even realize what I was looking for. I just knew I needed something other than what my own department was providing me. And um, to be a young kid, you know, 20, 21, 22 years old, showing up to a fire conference. Um, you know, mind you, I worked for a nine square mile city with three firehouses, the border the north end of downtown Orlando, you know very, um, very small department. And here comes um, Mike Champo, truck company, um, you know, tower ladder uh, lieutenant out of the, the largest fire department in the world. And he spends the time with me and he does it. And dude, there's thousands of people that are going to have stories like this with him. He's just that sure. cool guy, right? So sure. and to spend the time he did with me after the conference and I had a couple beers and showing me, man, I didn't have time to show the class this, but here, check this out and show me different ways of forcing doors. And, and I was just completely blown away. Like, man, how's this guy like taking his time out of his evening to to stick back with me and kind of work with me. And, and that's what I was looking for, man. And, and to be, to be a leader and, and treat everybody equal and, um, you know spends that extra time and if you just watch him interact with people he gives everybody a hundred percent a hundred percent of the time you know and yeah. i i I try to emulate that on you know whether i'm riding around as as a company officer with three other people on my rig or or i'm out and uh, at a conference you know speaking at a conference so he's been another big one um you know uh as far as teaching goes and, and kind of, you know, leadership in that, um, I would say, S- uh, Steve Robinson, again, an uh, engine company guy, but I remember I, I had my first lecture, uh, water on the fire where, um, you know, I was basically, you know, doing solely hands-on. And then, uh, Kurt asked me to, uh, do a lecture at one of his, um, conferences in Pensacola beach and, uh, Steve Robinson sat through it. And after that, I ate some humble pie because he sat me down and was like, hey, great job, but this is what you need to do to to tighten that up. And he sat down with me, dude, and like went through my program and things I needed to change, things he recommended, things that did good, things that sucked. And um, again, another guy that works for a big city, it's taking time for a little city guy and and um, showing some some, you know, some leadership there and, and, and saw something in me that he took me under his wing and he's, you know, grew me into, into being able to uh, speak in front of a big crowd uh, much more comfortably. And um, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, those are, those are uh, a few that kind of looking through the names on the book that, that jump out to me that I've had a real personal interaction. And there's multiple stories on all three of those guys and, and ultimately, sure. it kind of it kind of rolls into you know how I try to be as far as a, a company officer and a formal leadership role in my own department. Um, you know, running drills. You know, I, I you know our training division relies heavily on company level training, and you know that's kind of my passion in the fire service. Um, and uh, and you know, I just try to motivate others to to be on that that type of uh, you know, the training, the consistency, the realism of it. Um, I mean, we I could sit here and talk for, for a long time
0: no, about,
1: good. about training and, 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 you know, how, how is a leader, a former leader, how, how you can motivate your people to, um, uh, become better, better people. I mean, better husbands, wives, better firefighters, um, by using training and motivation. So, and all that was, you know, or a lot of that was brought through some of these guys, um, especially three that I just named, but you know, the, uh, the 60 some odd names in this book for sure.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting how, and you touched on this just at the, towards the end. And and, and I think it ties into everything in in general, even with the, um, house analogy I used. Uh, (laughs) but ultimately if you're strong you know, with body, you know, both in mind and body, but then you're able to have, be like a complete person outside of work. When you come back to work as a leader, as a company officer, as a senior firefighter, whatever your leadership role is, you come back better, right? Ultimately, all your, everything that you described, uh, I don't want to call them stories, but your, your explanations, because I don't want to downplay what you said at all by saying they're a story, but all of those interactions come from people being genuine human beings, and taking the time to teach you something. They're in the right place to be able to teach you something. They're, they're in the, you know, they, they care. And, and, and I think that's truly the biggest difference between a, when it comes to interpersonal stuff, not the fire ground, but a great leader, I think, will influence others to be better and do what they can to make others better around them, regardless of who they are. You know, the, you, could, you could despise somebody, but if you're able to draw that line of knowing the personal stuff stops, I have to step in and do the right thing, whether I like this guy or not, whether it's a popular thing to do or not, or whatever. I think that's where it, what makes what sets the you know the good, the good leaders from the great leaders. In my opinion. Um, I've had people in my career that I know could not stand me, like absolutely despise me, but the important stuff like the work stuff that the the doing the right thing as an officer stuff. And and if I ask questions, you could tell they were genuinely engaged and would answer them. And it's probably not going to be more of a conversation beyond the actual answer. They're not going to talk to me outside of work, but they still took the time because they're good people. And and I think there's something to be said about that. I think there's something to be said about somebody taking the time to build you up. You know what I mean? I I mean, I've never taught a class before. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's like. I mean, maybe I'll dabble in that, um, when I get a little bit older or at a different point 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 in my career, but you know, the, that's the common theme though, is they're all taking the time to do what they can to make you better or, you know, bring you to another level or as you said before, push you outside of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've all done that to me and, 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 you know, I try to do the same, you know, like, um, yeah, you know, I just did, uh, threw something up today on, on Instagram. It was uh, a quote out of, uh, uh, Ray McCormick's 2009 FDIC speech. And it's basically like, Hey, you, you know, you know, where you want to get in training is, is your people are, are motivated to start their own training. And, and that's been a direct, you know. Uh, uh, result uh, from my mentors and my influence, and then I, you know, uh, instill that influence on them. And and here we are driving down the street at you know nine o'clock at night. And we have this vacant, massive house. We've been training for you know multiple weeks, and and you know the guys like, hey, let's just do a quick you know, like in and out drill, like respond in. We had a younger guy with us that was was working a trade and and uh, wanted to get a little extra drilling in and, and, and ultimately it was, it was a company's decision. It wasn't mine. Like they wanted to do it. It's nine, nine 30 at night. And, and we, you know, we stopped and did that drill and, you know, stuff like that, man, that's, that's gone a long way. That that guy came out of there uh, that was working the trade and was like, Hey, LT, I really appreciate that, man. That was, that was awesome. I said, Hey, you need to thank the other two, the two drivers here, you know, go thank them. That was their idea. That was their wanting to do that. And, you know, want it wow my uh my one driver's a uh, uh, 20 on 20 year guy and i said dude you got a 20 year guy out here at nine thirty at night where he could easily be wanting to crawl on the bed for the you know rack up for night and here he is out here sweating in this florida heat in the middle of night wanting to do a search drill with you so um you know and all that again all that's been kind of tied into you know me just passing on what 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 was passed on to me and and hopefully those guys take it and run with it I, I'm going to talk about training a lot anytime I talk about fire stuff just because that's kind of my, that's my wheelhouse and that's what I've used as a, a, as a motivation to me and to motivate others. Of
0: course, i um, for your foundation too. Yes. Yeah,
1: it's, it's the core yeah. of my being a fireman is, is sure. training and, and things like that. And, and just, as you say, there's guys that despise me that I work daily with and, and because I do training in the department, I have to, I have to interact with these people quite often. And, and a lot of them that don't like me, it's because of the training I do, right. It's, it's a lot, it's rough, it's tough. It's, you know, it's, you know, people, you know, some people don't like that. And, you know, I've developed little ways that I can basically calm the mood. Like if we're doing department wide training and I'm kind of leading the drill for that, for that, uh, that series, you know, it's, it, it's uncomfortable. You're staring at somebody that, you know, despises you and probably doesn't want to be there at your drill. And, and you have to basically come up with a way, you know, using your leadership skills to, to kind of calm the air and the body language and, you know, get, get them through the drill where they're still going to have a good time and still going to learn and, and everything. And as you said, we're not going to go off shift the next day and have beers and talk about it. But, you know, ultimately they got through the drill and, 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 I, I know I get little wins when those people that I would would expect to him and ha about the drill, they come up afterwards. is like, Oh, nice drill, man. Thanks for it. And then they get in a rig and drive off. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like that worked, you know? So uh, we also like that, that I've picked up along the ways.
0: Sure. And I also, but I also feel like if you have, I mean, there's going to be one in every crowd, right? You can't, at least in my experience as an officer and and I've tried this and I've failed, you're you're not always going to be popular. Right. Not everyone's going to like you. And if your focus, if your focus is to be liked, you're going to fail miserably. And, and I did that when I first got promoted. I was worried about being popular. Well, not popular, but I didn't want people to be, I wanted everyone to like me. Right. Like I wanted to be the, you know, the cool guy. I, I don't know why. I, maybe I was insecure back then. I, I don't, I don't know. But either way, what I learned was over time, people don't want you to be there to be their friend. They want you to come in. They want, if you need to be a hard ass, they want you to be a hard ass. They, they want you to be accountable or hold them accountable. Yeah. And what I've learned through my, through my experience is, you know, you're, there's going to be one in every crowd. You're, you're not going to please everyone, you, you know, and if somebody's vocal about them not liking you or somebody's vocal or makes it obviously, makes it obvious they don't respect you. I think to me, I'd rather have it that way rather than somebody smile on my face, put a knife in my back. That's personally me, right? And what what I'm getting at is, though, you know, when you go to teach, and this is what I've learned is, you know, with company drills and other stuff, if you don't like me, that's fine, right? I'm just gonna—I don't want to say ignore you, but like, I'm not going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on the ones that I can tell are engaged. And when they're the odd ones out, and everyone's engaged but you, I mean, that's your that's your problem, right? Mm-hmm. And what I've learned with that is over time is. They typically, as you said, well, you know, hey, nice drill, and they get in the rig and they leave. They're going to do the right thing, from from what I've learned or what what I've experienced, and and you have to focus on the whole, the the, the good of the company, the good of, you know, the, the majority, right? Not so much that individual, and I mean. My hat's off to you. I, I don't know about the teaching thing. That would that would be incredibly frustrating. But I feel like, again, like I feel like if you're consistent, genuine, and you know you do what you feel is the right thing to do, and, and they don't like it, that's their problem. You know, I, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it, but you know, I think over time with consistency, you know, you're going to grasp the right people, and those people either need to get on board or they need to be able to handle the, their opinions of you. And if they can't, then you know, they need to know where the door is yeah for
1: sure I mean the the mindset that that I've kind of learned to have first of all, if you can like the minute you you figure out that not everyone's gonna like you, not everyone's gonna agree with you, and that's on them like it's it's setsy free man like you do you, and don't worry about it. It's cliche to say that all the time, and sometimes for some people, depending on their mental fortitude, it's it's easier said than done. But man, that 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 was that was uh, liberating for me once I changed my mindset on not not caring about what people think about me and all that. And you know, ultimately, I think John Spira says it, and I, I doubt he came up with the quote, but maybe he did. But I just see him post a lot as like, hey. You know, I, I, I'm not going to take criticism from somebody I wouldn't take advice from, right? So if you're not somebody no that I call for advice and all that, and you want to say something negative about me, then, dude, I'm not going to care at all. You know, if I have somebody that I consider close to my friend or a mentor or someone I would call on a regular and they have an issue with me, well, then I'm going to be like, whoa, a little taken back, and I'm going to want to have a conversation with you and see if we you're can all dressed- any issues. Uh, yeah. Other than that, man, I, I'm going to do me and... I got, there's plenty of people that, that are, that are like me that I run with that are into the job, that want to train all the time, that, um, uh, want to be mentored, that, that want to know, you know, where they can find other mentors. Like, those are the people, like you said, that I'm going to focus on heavily on and, and devote my, my attention to and utmost time to, um, give them, give them everything that, that I've gotten and found along the way and I'm still finding along the way, but for sure, um, yeah, I mean, uh, training, dude, it's been, it's, it's been extremely, extremely beneficial and, um, uh, everything about it, just my mentors the, men- the people I've looked up to have all been involved with training. Um, it's, it's a way I can connect with my own people. Um, it's a way I could connect with the American fire service outside of here. Um, And again, I just, it means so much to me and, um, you know, it's, it's basically grew me into, uh, into who I am and, and kind of my mindset with it is, is, you know, if you always focus on the end goal, like the civilian, the people you, you swore to protect all that kind of cliche things to say, if that's your, your goal and any of your decisions that you're making. You know, some people I'll make a decision and they'll be like, ooh, like admin might not like that. And I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, if the news got a hold of that and this was my headline that, you know, Lieutenant whatever, you know, Wheaton did this decision, I would be proud of that. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward with that. So um I do a lot of my decisions based off that morals. You you like strip away all the the bullshit, the fluff and all that, at the end of the day, if it was towards the the goal that the American fire service stands for, whether it be in training or just day to day interaction with the public or people, if I can be proud of what that headline is going to say, then, then, you know, I, I kind of base a lot of my leadership decisions and, and things I do or whether it be even tactically or, or just around the firehouse. I, I, I use that a lot um, to, to, you know, make my decisions basically.
0: Sure. And you know, the other thing that I've kind of learned and, in- And to touch on a little bit of what you said is, you know, especially as an officer, as a leader, typically you know the right answer. The hard part is executing whatever that whatever that is, right? You you know what to do. It's being able to do it correctly, have others follow you, um and and execute whatever it is correctly is is, is the difficult part. You know, I, I think I think morals and values come into play. Um, You could have a situation that um, procedure-wise is incorrect and wrong, but there's also another side of you, which is your ethical and moral side. So you're going to have to break procedure to do the right thing, especially with a life-threatening event. Um, I went through something fairly recently that was along those lines. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, we can talk after the recording about that. And then uh, anyone that knows me is, probably knows exactly what I'm talking about, where it was a weird dilemma. My instinct told me to do something. I followed my instinct. It got a little weird, a little wonky at work, and it ended up working out. Everything ended up being just fine. But the, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't want to say you have to live with yourself because that's incredibly cliche. But I feel like you know your instincts are going to guide you. And I think the difficult part is executing whatever you need to do, but you know what to do, right? Leadership is hard or leadership really is fairly easy. Excuse me. The hard part is trying to figure out how to handle whatever needs to be done. You're going to know what you need to do. It's just getting to doing that, actually doing that, maybe being out of your comfort zone with a discussion or coming down on somebody. I mean, you know what to do, and and I don't know what your experience with this is, but I, I'm going to tell you, it's it's all trial and error. There's stuff that could work out great for you, and then you could try that same thing again, and it's going to flop. And that goes person to person too. Like You and I could be on a crew, and I know exactly how to handle you as far as corrections, uh, motivation, um, and then just flat out something that is incorrect that you, is unacceptable. But the way I handle that with you is going to be different than this guy over here, that girl over there. I can't talk to you the way I talk to her. I can't talk to her the way I talk to you. Like, and it's all interpersonal. It's all situational, and and it's tough. And and you know, to kind of talk to you a a little bit more on the point of, um, you know, the citizens being the end goal, and whatever or whatever the end goal is that that you're working towards. um, You know, it's it's not an easy thing. And what I always seem to feel, at least my time as an officer, is it feels like every time, a situ- let's say a situation pops up that you have to act on. it, fireground, interpersonal, um, citizen interaction, it feels like there's never the same thing. It always feels like every situation I have that tests me, where I'm acting, or I'm making a decision, or I'm getting out of my comfort zone, it's always new. It's like, I've never experienced this. Every single time. It's like, well, I've never been in this situation before. Let me try that. Well, that didn't work. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it's It never feels like you know, somebody's late every day. Like that's an easy thing to handle or somebody's not happy in the field. And okay. that Well, no, it's like, there's situations where I'm like, Hey, 17 years in nine years as a Lieutenant, I've never handled it. I don't know what the hell to do here. Let me try this. Well, that just blew up in my face. Let yeah. me try that. Hey, that went great. Like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I, I remember the um, the first kind of big hurdles for me was the the, the people interaction like i was always felt very tactically sound for my department and just i felt a lot more confident with making decisions on fire grounds <laughs> than i was in the firehouse right so oh yeah you know like i i didn't realize it but you know you're like everyone's therapist at least for my experience being a former leader uh, in, a, in a fire department it's like dude people walk in your office and like they want to spill out everything they got home issues firehouse issues it's like whoa like
0: issues you cause
1: yeah issues i cause whatever like <laughs> hey, just sure stuff, all that stuff it's like navigating all that and that's where it really can be different because you everyone's got different personalities right and want to be they want to be mentored or, or or led in different ways You know, and again, that's going back to the book of mentors. I mean, that's where I have a Rolodex of people, you know, not necessarily I got a call for every issue, but like I can go back on some of the conversations that I've had with these guys or or seen interactions uh, or, you know, been a part of interactions with them, maybe even over some beers at a bar and and everything like that. And I can kind of test those things out when I'm trying to make decisions, especially on those more difficult things for me personally and, and test out and see what works with that. But yeah, I man, everyone's going to be different. Um, for sure. I'm motivated differently than others. You know, I'm, as far as getting me, you know, self-motivated, I, I like the guy screaming at me and, and doing all that. And I quickly realized when I want to motivate people to work out or train, like doing that hundred percent of the time, isn't, you know, you'll lose some people, right. You got to Some people want to talk to, um, a little more politely or, or kind of guide them and teach them and things like that. And others just want to be like, Hey, you know, Hey, you suck. Keep going. You know, like you just got to kind of figure everybody out. Right. And it's definitely trial and error. Man. It's it's a career's worth of trial and error. And and that's where having as many people you can pull from that have been there, done that, or, yep. or have a different perspective than you. The, pulling as many people as you can, as many what you consider a leader as you can to help you make those decisions for sure.
0: Sure. And, you know, the other thing, too, is where I think things get lost. As well, I mean exactly everything that you said, and you, you got to pull from other people. And this has kind of been the genesis of your, of your. Um, it's not a book. What would you call it? Collection. Collection. Of, More collection. collection of of uh, fire service uh, people, um, and you know, there's a lot of popular names in there, and, and I think people blindly follow popular people. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if that's kind of how you want to do it, because it's, you know, this guy, and this is who you want to follow, you know, that's fine. Um, but the names that we've talked about and the people that we talked about, um, that are in there, especially the no name people or not, excuse me, the people that are not as popular, excuse I shouldn't say no lesser, name, but, lesser um, um, lesser known, um, the very popular ones get noticed and became this way because of the message that they're teaching they didn't sell you a product they 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 had a message rooted in experience rooted in in knowledge rooted in real world firefighting operations real world personnel interaction and over time there was so much relatability to where they started taking off and getting really popular and you know the one thing just some of the names that we talked about and You know how the internet and and people can be, they're super hypercritical of things. And, you know, the biggest thing I think people need to take away from this and specifically this episode is always, always, always pay attention to the message, not the name. Don't discredit somebody because they don't have a large name. Don't discredit somebody because they're super duper popular in the fire service. Look at the message. The message will always, I think, show you if someone's trying to sell you a product, a class, whatever. Whatever. Or if they're sincerely just trying to get the message out, trying to teach on leadership, trying to teach on engine company operations, on truck, whatever, physical fitness, mental health, wellness, all that. You know, it, I I do remember in this podcast kind of going through some different stuff, and then and then I feedback I heard was you know, big names don't last forever. You should you should do your best to not try and find popular people, and it's a good point. And, 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 you know, I, and I appreciate that and was always look at the person's message. Um, you know, that's a little drawn out, but you, you understand what no, I'm saying. No, for
1: sure. I totally agree. And, you know, I basically have to live that every day, especially getting involved with traveling and doing conferences right now. I work for Warner park fire department. I don't work for the FDNY. I don't work for, uh, Chicago. I don't work for LA, right? Like I don't have, you know, some of these guys that, that work for these, you know, big urban cities, you know, um, um, basically you can kind of come out of some, you know, shitty little firehouse out a big four letter name, you know, uh, uh, fire department and, and get out there and do your own thing. And you're automatically going to be, you know, somewhere sure. headed off, off the get go because of, of what's on you know the back of your coat. Right. So, you know, I definitely can appreciate the, um, the smaller guys, the, the definitely don't get sucked into the names. Don't get definitely don't get sucked in the name of the departments, you know? Um, yeah, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm not going to go to as many fires as most of these guys that are on this list. Um, but my, again, my moral compass, my message, my goal, my mindset, all that is, is genuine. And it's, um, it's because I care. It's because I care about, you know, other firefighters. I care about my friends. I care about my family. I care about, I truly care about the people that I, I respond to every day. I mean, that's, 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 um, that's been my 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 goal and and all this stuff and 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 ultimately this book right is just to give people the information um the people that I think they need to link up with um and and pull some pieces from so good stuff
0: definitely and you know and and I like the way that you said that and you were focused specifically on where you're going your trajectory and all that you're running your own race right none yeah. of this is a competition it's not you know you could you have been in a search. You have this 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 book of mentors, and you know you're running your own race. Like I'm not going to step into your space and take anything from you. I could turn around and put a book of leaders together, and both of us, I think, would get the same amount of traction as far as people are either going to pay attention to it or they're not. Right? That's just the way it is. And there's so much space out there where I'm not taking anything from you. You're not ta- I mean, neither one of us would plagiarize, but. You know, there's plenty of space out there to get your message out, whatever it is, and however you see fit. And you're running your own race. You're not, no one's in competition. And, and I say that because it's just like leadership, being an officer. You as a as a, a truck officer in your firehouse, you're doing your own thing. It doesn't matter what truck six over there is doing or whatever the other truck is. It doesn't matter. You, and as an officer, as a leader, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people. And and I think the popular people that you brought up and that, that are going to be in this in this collection, um, they all started because of, as you said, that, that moral compass, why they're doing it. And you know what? They just happened to get popular. And I think it's because they worked hard, you know, they, they knew how to advertise it maybe, or it just, it, they were just consistent, had those good interactions like, like they had with you and treated people right. and, 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 focused on just the message. And I think the whole point of what I'm getting at is if you focus on your own self, what you're trying to do and, um, treat people, right. Focus on only your mission as a leader, you're going to be successful as long as you focus on the right things and do the right things. And if, you know, if you want to be a training officer and and have a company or whatever your goal is in life and in the fire service, if you focus only on yourself and not worry about others, you're going to be far more successful you're gonna feel much more fulfillment and I think you're gonna get a lot farther than if you were continuously comparing yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. hundred uh, percent, man. Definitely definitely uh, just, you know, stick to yourself, head down, do the right things. I mean, just, you know, everything you've said, um, definitely has uh has helped me and, and, and kind of guide me in, in a lot of things I do for sure. For sure.
0: Definitely. Um so I think we're at a pretty decent point to kind of start to bring this to the end. Um, did you? Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? And did do we do we skip over anything or anything you want to touch on real quick before we get before we uh, finish up?
1: No, I mean just yeah, just again the the book will be will be out uh, as as soon as I can with with three kids and holidays coming up and trying uh, to make right it you. right. It, it'd be a free document online. Tweak as you as you see fit. Um, you know, add your own, take away people, um, but just kind of basically just trying to give people the idea of doing this and it's going to have a, uh, basically a headshot of, of each of the mentor that's listed and, and some of the highlights of their, um, their career and kind of how they influenced the the fire service and, and me personally. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I just stay positive. There's a lot of noise out there. Um, you know, the guys that, why these guys in this book, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't like them and and they have to hear that noise. And the more you're out there, the more people are going to start to throw stones and, and, you know, like you said, run your own race, um, focus on the right things. And, and it should, it should help you for sure. Um, and, and, and somebody else who's in the book, Rob Fisher from, uh, Washington, he says this often, uh, and I really like this quote and I use it a lot is, um, 10 pounds of pressure, a hundred percent of the time. Right. So just that little tick, that little gnat, just, just constant. If you want change, if you want, um, if you want to, uh, you know, build some leadership skills, you want to wh- whatever your goal, maybe not even fire service related, but if you just kind of have that 10 pounds of pressure, a hundred percent of the time, you just got to be all in hundred percent of the time and just slight little, little changes, little micro wins, things like that, you'll, you'll ultimately go, uh, you, you should achieve your goal. If you have that attitude, I've used that a lot, um, and, and my life and everything, and whether it be my training, my fitness, my leadership, my wife, my kids, like, you know, little things like that. So.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, it's definitely a lot. It's a lot of weight. And, you know, I, I think you're, you know, I think You bring up a great point, especially with that quote. And, you know, there's another quote. Another thing I wanted to say real quick before we go is, you know, don't be your own worst enemy. I I was guilty of that for a very long time, right? There's an old saying, I don't remember who says it. I, I, I may mess this up a little bit. So if anybody, if I'm incorrect on this, please, by all means, hammer me. But, you know, the biggest enemy and the biggest hurdle you have is between your own two ears. It's yourself, it's your brain, right? You know, there's no worse critic on me than I am on myself. And, you know, the, the saying is, um, you know, if there's no enemy within the one enemy on the outside can do you no harm. I forget who said that, but basically if you can get your mind right, stay sharp, you know, kind of like the 10 pound, uh, 10 pounds of pressure hundred percent of the time, it's, it's the same thing. You know, if you can handle that, you can, you can shut out the, the, the mindless chatter in your mind. You, you can shut out the chatter on the outside. I don't like saying haters, but, you know, anyone that doesn't believe in you, well, you know what? If that's how they're going to act, they don't deserve any of your time. So um, just, you know, focus on yourself and focus on doing the right thing. And, you know, you're def- you are definitely on the right path. You know, you have a lot going on, and, and it's something that I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. Um, for, you know, what you're going, what you're doing. And, and, you know, I've, I followed you for a while. We've kind of chatted back and forth when I did, when I started this whole podcast thing. And, you know, I'm really glad you were able to come on. I I love this topic. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for your time. Um, So, you know, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me. It was a good time.
0: Excellent. Don't go anywhere real quick while I close this out. Um, everybody, thanks again for coming back and taking a listen. We're going to add the links for everything that we talked about. We're going to add the list for the, uh, or we're going to add the link for, um, the um, Eric's Instagram. And then we're going to figure out, uh, the link for, um, the document when it comes out. So everybody, thank you again. Thank you for your time. Be unstoppable. Thank you guys. And have a great day.